0: Hey, everyone. I'm sure many of you are already aware, but I wanted to let you know that Danielle's father, Franco Bellelli, passed away on Monday, the day after we recorded this episode. He joined us for a full episode in 2017. It's episode 112. It's a great chat. You can find it in our archives. And I'm happy to have gotten to know him a little bit. And my condolences go out to his entire family. So take a moment and bring the ones you love a little closer today and... You know, because you never know how long you got, and just try to be well, everybody. All right, here we go. Fuck pain.
1: Fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. <gasps>
0: From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, year nine of the Drunken Taoist begins with a first of its kind, a hybrid episode. A Rich and Daniele chat along with a mini-interview. Who said 2020 was going to get any saner? We'll begin by talking about the insanity of folks who are actually rooting for a civil war to visit hell on earth on us, and what that might be like, and how folks we thought were like-minded are turning into unrecognizable monsters who thrive on rage. The last thing this country needs is more self-inflicted misery. So let's remember, people don't starve in peacetime. And then we'll take things 180 degrees in the opposite direction and chat with our new friend, Jake Allen a man who used the time his work furlough offered to create the Socially Distant Fest, an online showcase for musicians, painters, and artists of many kinds, giving them a place to put on a show in a world where that just isn't allowed. A virtual open mic where we can all toss a coin to their witchery. Year nine is already awesome. Here we go. And now, Asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers, and my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli, as we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows podcast, begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Another fine episode of the Drunken Dows podcast, episode 189. Mr. Bellelli fresh back from his adventures in Italy, which we didn't quite go into that much, but we'll save that for another day. But welcome back. It's so good to see you. I'm glad you made it safely. Thank you, my man. Yeah, it's too, uh, I think
1: Italy was just, it's heavy. It's heavy and depressing, so we won't go there. Luckily, it's not heavy and depressing here, so. Yeah, we'll uh, do an episode that's a little heavy. If you are really inclined to see it that way, mildly depressing, but not really. I think it's just, uh, you know, there are some issues that are worth... Um, discussing. Discussing, but I don't feel depressed about it. But yeah, we'll jump into it and let you be the judge of that. Absolutely. Before we jump in, a couple of order of business kind of things. First, let's start screw up some people's names who have been kind enough to support the show. If you want to join this list, you can go on paypal.me forward slash dbolelli, as in the first letter of my first name, the letter D, and then bolelli, B-O-L-E-L-L-I. Again, paypal.me forward slash dbolelli. Here we go with the nice people.
0: Let the pottering begin.
1: We got Martin Apley. I'm, that's such a guess about your last name, man. Sorry, Martin. I have no clue how to pronounce that.
0: Yeah, that could be a lot of things. There's a lot In of
1: Italian In Italian, if I read it the Italian way, it would be Apley. I honestly doubt that's the one, but okay. <laughs> Darren Rezner, Jim D'Amico, Froggy Style Production, Daniele Tider Interrante, Helen Linden, uh, Donovan Rezzanka, Miguel Centano, uh, Lane Raper, Edward Feldman, Yanni Linnima, Luis Pesquera, Jesse Kangas, Aaron Weisner, Christopher Parcell, Stephen McKee, and Jonathan Waterloo.
0: Wow, thank you so much, everybody. Too you guys, kind.
1: Yeah, you guys are awesome. And uh, if you don't feel like donating because you don't have the cash or you're not of such persuasion... You can always support us by using our Amazon link. If you use the, you go to dbamazing.com. Again, dbamazing.com. Everything you buy from there on Amazon is going to help us out. So please use the link for all your shopping needs on Amazon. We also want to say thank you to some sweet folks who have been donating their products to us. So let's start with Mm. grasslandbeef.com. Rich just asked for some London broil coming up. So that shall be it. Check them out. They make, uh, you know, if you eat, uh, if you're not vegetarian this is your spot. If you are, it's not your spot. If you are, (laughs) but if you do eat uh, chicken, beef, anything of that sort, it's your spot. Check them out, grasslandbeef.com. Also, thank you to zebraathletics.com who have, there are a stack of mats for martial arts to create a home gym that I have in the garage that I need to go clean up the garage and make it happen real soon. So yeah, it's, these guys make the mats that are used in some of the biggest competitions in the world. They are phenomenal. So zebraathletics.com. Those guys
0: are great. And it's custom with a nice valelli face on the front of it. It's quite. I incredible actually did to
1: see. a. It's not. There is no face, but I did do a custom design. I used our logo, the one that I used for the. Um, for the Taoist lecture series with yeah, the yeah. yin yang with the feathers. I have it on a couple of the mats. The tattoo so. that never happened. Exactly. I think it may still happen. <laughs> That's we'll some years ago. Yeah, well, I'm slow, I, but I'm relentless. Eventually things do happen. It yeah. just, they just take a while. Um, last but not least, beyond02water.com. Again, beyond02water.com. If you need water filters for your house or your sink or anything of that sort, use the discount code D. B five zero against the letter D, the letter B as in boy five zero for a discount. These guys are kind of like the Ferrari of uh, water filters, really high end stuff. How are Sh- you liking it so far? So far, I dig the water. Is tastes the shower really better? I think you get, I'm it, only you using the sink one. So oh, okay, far, but uh, tastes really good, so I dig it. Awesome. So check them out. And having said all that, I think we're ready to roll for this episode.
0: You know, what's exciting. This is the first episode of year nine. Year nine, man. Check that out. It's been fun, my friend. Most definitely. Here we go. First of all, welcome back. Thank you, my man. Now, you weren't the only person with international adventures while you were gone. No. Would you go somewhere? Uh, Two days before my birthday, my sister calls. Her um, beloved dog, I think he was 11 or 12, had finally passed away. He he was ready to go. (laughs) Diabetic, blind, and a taste for human flesh. Yeah. Bad combo. But course she's heartbroken it was her pup and um i get this phone call she's like there's no dogs in america now i don't know if somebody's eating them or but no pounds have any there's no dogs available in america oh come on
1: that can be that doesn't
0: sound right doesn't sound right at all but she looked and I'm, i can't think that she would be making it up well whatever but she, whatever. Is, but she, she has was found, taking
1: she, the wrong meds and she, she felt that she needs
0: She was ready. She's ready to have another dog and found a company that scoops up street dogs in Tijuana. Okay. Dusts them off, and all you got to do is come pick them up at the border. Okay. So at first it's like, oh, my friend's got it and she's going to bring it up. They live down in San Diego and dogs. Six hours after this person takes custody, it's like, it's not going to work. Someone has to go get it. I said.
1: Let me drive.
0: Let me go. Yeah. i would be happy to get out of the house for right. seven hours. And first of all, the miraculous nature of it, from Oxnard to the border, Uh-huh. three hours and 14 minutes. Not bad. Top speed. Sandy, I don't yeah. think I've done San Diego at 80 miles an hour ever. Right. No, because there's it, nobody on the road. But course. it was glorious like yeah. that. Just zoom and get down there. And there she is. This little bundle of legs terrified having no idea what's going on she had been coyoteed across the border the wow. day before she's staying with the stranger which she was a very nice woman but things yeah. were i think they had a relationship that was falling apart and they were going to fight about the house the next yeah, day and just, not gonna. just needed to get the dog out of there so i went roaring down and picked her up and scared the thing had Blanket all ready for it again. Got her collar off her so she could relax. And she just sat there and I petted her the whole way back up. Of course. And um, she was fantastic. I love that. So, Animal Rescue is always a win. Animal Rescue is awesome. And she's quite delightful. And let me tell you, if it had been anybody else in the world than my sister, the dog would have stayed with me. Because it was adorable. We totally bonded. Yeah. By the time... By the time we got over there, she was like, oh, my defender's here, and then got to take her out back, and she was prancing in the yard, and Emily and her boyfriend were down, so, because it was a big birthday party weekend, and it was just, like, it was awesome, and then in the morning, she's coiled up next to Gretchen's head, so that whole thing's going on. It was just delightful, and my sister was so excited. (laughs) I think they were there at, like, 9.37 in the morning. Like, they had traveled down. I think they stopped halfway at my mom's house, but came roaring in and um it was this great moment cuz i could hear her coming and i had the pup there and to see her come through the the you know the back right. the back doorway onto the patio and the lock eyes that's an awesome thing to see you don't see that very often
1: that's I- one of those uh as john Week teaches Kindness to animals yeah. is a phenomenal quality in a human being and vice versa, lack of kindness to animals really sucks.
0: It's almost incredible. I don't even know how it's possible. And I, I'm not the biggest dog fan. I'm more of a cat person. Uh-huh. But that didn't matter, man. Right. And to actually, to give it to my sister was a grand, terrific thing. But, man, I would have kept her. Right, all right, and, uh But it was just a, just an awesome thing. Oh, yeah, and the drive back up. Was like three hours and twelve of course, minutes. Of course, and it was just unbelievable. I think it's like Saturday, sort of about three o'clock, and nobody's going anywhere these days, and it just. And
1: wow. the other day, I when I landed into LAX, and uh, normally LAX is like complete chaos madness. It takes you an hour to do a mile because yeah. everything is. It was not a per. It was. It looked like a scene out of a zombie movie where it was like a post disaster. So thing that
0: whole U shaped hell hole yeah. that you got to go through was yeah. Just...
1: There was nobody, and and even the plane. I mean, that was a plus, I guess. But that it, was my
0: that was my very first question. Plane, what was it like flying? There's nobody
1: really? I had um, I had a row of nine seats. Two, three on one side, four in the middle, three on the other, where there was not a person. So I laid in the middle one and laid down. It was better than first class, you know, because there was no one around. Like, How
0: many people do you think were on the plane? You know, like, a, like a 777, like yeah, a big a international plane super plane? There were
1: probably 30 people at most or something like that.
0: So that's where our tax dollars are going, to keep those fuckers yeah, afloat.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, even the way back where there was more people, more people still meant, like, three people per row for nine seat row there were three people and um, but yeah no it's insane it's um, but check this out Italy uh, was um, Italy was trippy because they did a really hard lockdown right. for about three months where literally you could not get out of the house other than to go grocery shopping yeah, and have like
0: passes and one person a day and all that sort of
1: really super ultra mega strict and it worked but three months are passed everything is open they just ask people to wear a mask even gyms are like everything is open
0: right and now that they're in front of it and now you know the numbers
1: are still low enough that it's okay they are monitoring you know if the numbers climb start climbing up again of course they're gonna have to change but right now it's fine it's not a problem so it was like Three hard months. And by the way, Italy was among the worst hit, particularly the northern area. So in one of the worst places in the world in, in terms of how hard they were hit, fixed it in three months.
0: See, I, I mean, I, not fixed it, you know what I mean? But, no, but, but brought it, it under where control where
1: it. you can have, like schools are open, everything is open. It's, uh, it's a different kind of gig. Here um, is kind of neither this nor that because it's neither open enough that it's really open where people have their lives back, but it's, not, it's never been strict enough to actually make a big dent in the numbers. So it's like, let's make you miserable for really long without really leading to an outcome that works out.
0: The level of stupidity on display is epic. Yeah. And we get everything we deserve. And how we don't mandate these things, I mean, it's just insanity. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, there are ways to say what you will, say, oh, I don't like this, that. Fine, we do it quick. Quick, go hard, fix it fast. You have a very different, uh, and even if you disagree, even if you think it's bullshit, you can put up with two months. You know, you can say, okay, you know, for the sake of without not having to argue about it for seventy-two thousand years let just do two hard months and that's it.
0: Don't you know that that's tyranny? But, uh,
1: yeah, I've seen... Uh, These people's
0: idea of tyranny is like... And
1: I had uh, one of our guests uh, yesterday. We had an interesting exchange on Twitter, Thaddeus Russell. Oh, boy. Because he was... Uh, you know, the
0: slaves actually enjoyed slavery.
1: He retweeted something about um, some dude threatening civil war over COVID and going like, I stand with the revolutionaries from Shasta County. And I was like... I mean I don't even care whether I don't care whether you're right or wrong on a specific issue. never mind if I don't think you're right at all but let's forget about that part. but like anybody who for whatever reason start cheerleading for civil war, I think you've seriously lost your mind. I think it's time to take a stop one second, take a deep breath and review your life's priority a second there because I think the only people who can talk like that are people who have no fucking idea what a civil war is of course because if you have talked to anyone who has been through one it's hell on every conceivable level yeah it's It's the worst level of war you can have and you cannot have uh, and people have this fantasy that like oh i got my food i got my guns i'll be okay it's like more likely not yeah you know preparation helps not that much not that. No, when, when you burn your house uh, to the ground. Yeah, no, when, not when you have a scenario where somebody can, you know, it's not. People have these fantasies about it because they have no fucking ideas about history or what it really means. Or talk to somebody who actually lived through one. Yeah. There's no. no, I think, no
0: happy story. Man, it was a good time during the Civil War. I man. remember.
1: I don't know if I ever told you this story. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. There was um, a guy I know. He's in his nineties. He's one of the last uh, World War II partisan commanders still alive. And, you know, a few years ago when he was um, slightly better shape so he could handle like doing a book tour because he published his memoir. And at the end of the book tour, a lady as old as him would come to the book and say, Can I talk to you in private? And she says, Sure, let's talk. And she goes, "Uh, You know, Back, uh, when was that, like 70 years ago, uh, you killed my sister. And he's like, who was your sister? And she explained. And he's like, "Yep, I remember. And the thing was, she was going to inform the Nazis where they were. And this whole unit was going to get killed. And so it was like.
0: And she made a poor choice and got what she deserved.
1: And the thing was like, okay, well, we had to execute her. Because it was, if she stayed alive, we would all die. And and the funny thing is that the lady wasn't mad with him. Wasn't like, you suck, how could you? He's like, yeah, I get it. And he was like, and I get you because it sucks because it's like your sister, maybe she had reasons for, you know, maybe there were a bunch of people who because they had no food because they had relatives in concentration camps and they were hoping to for better treatment or, you know, bunch of reasons why somebody would spy, you know, and not all terrible reasons.
0: Yeah, desperation.
1: And so it was one of the things where it's like, I get it. I get why she would and I get and I get why you didn't have really much of a choice other than put a bullet in her head. And they both came to the same conclusion, which was like, yeah, civil war is fucking hell. You know, there's just no... There's nothing romantic. There's nothing pretty. There's nothing even remotely good about it. And so for, for people who...
0: Rooting it on.
1: Yeah, we seem to be completely, like, living some kind of Hollywood fantasy of what this shit looks like. Yeah. I had multiple, I had, in my new social media policies, like the block button never looks so attractive, but I had multiple people I trained with in jiu-jitsu, which is not that surprising considering jiu-jitsu right now from what I've seen since COVID is the absolute cesspool of every piece of shit in the world seem to be training jiu-jitsu. The Cowboys are there, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there are. don't get me wrong. There are plenty of really sweet, wonderful people, but the percentage of assholes seems to be extremely highly developed in that department. Mm. And I had multiple people that I had to drop immediately because they were literally like, can't wait until we can start shooting during a civil war. And I'm just like... Not only are you insane, but you are insane in a shitty and dangerous way. Because, you know, you can be insane the way, I don't know, who do we know that's insane? Duncan Trussell is insane. He's he insane. He's and insane. Very in a unfriendly lovable not way. to say goodbye on his way
0: out the door. Yeah,
1: but usually, you know, he's generally speaking, he's insane in a lovable kind of way. Yes. Right? Yes. Insane, in a I can't wait to shoot my countryman over ideological difference kind of way. Uh, I think we got a different order of
0: problems there. And uh, yeah, I like seeding the water with LSD much better than yeah. shooting the place apart. That's why
1: Crazy. all this stuff, like pouring gasoline on an already tense situation, seems like the worst thing that
0: anybody can do. I don't know, and and think about it. It's, once it goes. There's no putting it back in the bottle, no, and it no. could be it could be seven years. It could be, I don't know, to me, I, we're in trouble. Yeah, because this is not, I mean, more likely than
1: not, I don't think there's a scenario of civil war where it's like states against states, as it's, in the original deal. It's more like regional I bombings. Th- and. I think, yeah, it's like groups on one side, groups on another who carry out hits on a regular basis, uh, Oklahoma yep. City bombing every month, that kind of stuff, you know.
0: Well, there'll be territory, though. I mean, you know, you think about you talking about Shasta, that's like northern California. Mm -hmm. They will not be invited to the nation state of California's um, seceding.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think I think it boils down. It's less institutional and more like just random militia shooting one another kind of thing.
0: And I think it's that level if Biden wins with a decent majority. yeah. Because I still think they're going to fight and cause trouble and shoot a place. I mean, they were applauding the mother of the Kenosha shooter. Yeah, the other yeah. Day. I mean, what yeah. the fuck? I saw that. I saw. And he killed people that didn't need killing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh... I
0: mean, that's the mindset that you're dealing with. Yeah. So, and now that the Proud Boys have been, you know, given the thumbs up from the president, they are ready. They are excited. They are looking forward to it. And when they don't get their way, even if it's just. of the 3%ers, they're going to come out, and they're going to shoot the place up, and it's going to suck, and on top of a pandemic and a wrecked economy, we're going to be dealing with, and I pray that the FBI has infiltrated these folks. I'm sure they have people on the inside.
1: Yeah, where it's like terrorism is scary. It really is not a good setup.
0: But at least we'll be in a position where the government, the military, Mm -hmm. will not be emboldened if we get a stolen or by actual just holy shit, they voted for him again. If Trump survives and manages to win, and the military is now, oh, well, it's the will of the people, the tumble to a Rwanda level?
1: Well, and I think
0: where they're going to clear yeah. out the cockroaches and, ooh, whoopsie, look at that. Looks like North Korea just nuked San Francisco and Los Angeles. Right, right, right. Just to ratchet it up. Increase the terror. I mean, this is, this would have sounded crazy even a year ago.
1: I mean, yeah, if somebody told me even about civil war in US a year or two ago, I'd have said, you're fucking out of your mind. You know, you're too crazy. lazy. You don't know what you're, you look at it now and you're like, it looks very, again, not civil war the way we think of, you know, states versus states, but like, Terrorist Living, yeah. attacks and the other shit's blowing up every few yeah, days. That looks extremely likely. And so that's where I'm like, I don't even care what your politics are, whether you agree with one side, the other, or the other. The last thing you want to do is pour gasoline on this fire because it's a nasty fire that's not going good places. So take a deep breath try to figure out whatever you can do to de-escalate and help people around you mellow out a little bit and take it down to notches and make it more... You know, you got your political disagreements, that's great. That does not mean it's a good idea to start shooting each other. And, you know, that would be a good start. And of course, you know, when various political figures write this stuff rather than de-escalating, it makes it a hundred times worse. But I think, you know, one of the stuff that, a theme that I've been um, thinking about a lot, I mean, this is the specific, this is the kind of stuff we're looking at in a bad way, but some of the stuff that I'm thinking about a lot, and it's kind of all interrelated from the stuff I was mentioning to her about jiu to this stuff about um, anger and civil war and all of that. Let me see if I can put the threads together in a way that makes some sense, because there are multiple different sides to this. That, I mean, for one, one thing that I notice a lot is that, and, and I'm not saying anything here, this is not right now US 2020, I'm talking about this is kind of human nature. There are a couple of really powerful drugs in our psyche, our fear and rage. Uh, you know, fear because it has an evolutionary quality to it. You know, if you didn't pay attention to the saber-tooth tiger and didn't get the reaction, it's time to run, you are screwed. Uh, but of course, the problem with fear is that while some fears are very legitimate and you need that warning to make sure that you take action, there are other levels of fear that, like, you're in constant flight or fight mode, even in cases when you shouldn't. Right Now, why does it happen today? Well, one aspect of it has to do with media. Both, you know, traditional media as well as social media.
0: The social media has done so much to egg all this on. Yeah. And it put everybody in their teams. Yeah. Those algorithms, now every, people that had no contact with each other are talking from state to state. And, oh, yeah. I'll get one started too. And now we got a group and it's insane. It's funny. It's uh, It's literally Pandora's box.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've never seen... And I can think of many cases in the last few months. I've never had a period in my life where I look at people who look completely normal, even nice, sweet, that I would choose to associate with. And six months later, I cannot recognize who they are because they have flipped the switch and gone in a direction so dark. Yeah. And, you know, if it happens to one person, you're wondering, what the hell happened to this person? (coughs) (coughs) Yeah. But that's if it happens to one person. When it happens to a dozen, you start thinking, okay, that's different. This is not one person who hit their head a little too hard. This is something else going on. And
0: Do you think it's more people that are switching over, though? Because from my experiences in the Deep South, that hatred was definitely a 30%, 40% for real, complete racist, clan member mentalities... That was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And those folks have just been waiting for their moment. No, but that's the Do you the thing. think there's people that are joining? Oh, yeah. Big time. Chris O'Dell.
1: Right. And I, I see people who have never been, uh, I mean, again, people we would choose to associate with who months later, and I'm not even making a political argument, like switching from one side to the other. That's not what it's about. I'm really looking at the anger factor. And the fact that, you know, if before you're posting about puppies and cool articles and good ideas and once in a while you throw something that's a little angry and then you go back to posting about this, that and the other, you know, it shows where your mind is at. And it's for the most part enjoying life, promoting things that you dig, uh, showing cool things. And then the percentage are shifting until six months down the line is nothing but rage. And anger, and those guys out there—they are the evil ones. And if we can get rid of them, then everything will be good. And and all there is left is the rage. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's backtrack about twenty-two steps. Well, how the hell did you get here? Forget the politics. Again, it's not about which can—I don't care. That's secondary. More about psychologically. You live in a space of constant rage. Whereas six months ago, you lived in a space that was way more mellow and pleasant.
0: So what are they selling them? It's fear, right? That's that's it. I mean, they are being convinced that the others are going to take everything we have. Look, they've destroyed it already. Sure. They're tearing it all apart. It's so interesting on Twitter when somebody will pop up flamethrowing something. Because you can just go to their page, and when you start scrolling through, it's like, this is literally what this person believes. Yeah, and that's all they talk about 24-7. How do we escape that? Because you're never going to convince them that their set of facts, set of facts, are wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that problem, right? And I think it's like, how did they get there? It's just like a lot of it is that factor that, again, media, traditional as well as social. Yeah. They get their clicks, they get their audience, they get their attention. You know, things that the human psyche respond to, it responds to fear. There's no argument. You do not, you know, you put fear out there, people will pay attention. If there's something that be scared, be very, very afraid, people will pay attention. So guess what? You want those clicks, so you keep producing contents that will get that attention. And not only that, but if you can get it something controversial, where somebody can engage in a debate where there's a clear scapegoat that they can blame all the problems on, it gets even better. So it's fear and rage going handy. You know, fear is the mechanism that then turns on the rage because it's like you find somebody who is guilty for that thing they are afraid of, and so it becomes about the rage aspect of it's all your fault, right? And they feed one another. And the thing is that the way it works is that a lot of media will seize those stories. They realistically are 0.01% of what's out there, but they shine the spotlight on that because they, those are hype to the max, the fear and rage, which means people will pay attention. Yeah. I I don't know if you remember, like a few years back when I was starting, like there was Jordan Peterson on Rogan all the time. And, And I was saying this whole story of the social justice warrior invading is bullshit because I live, I mean, I've lived in universities from first as a student, then teaching for probably the last 30 years or something. And in my experience, and again, not even in university. In university in Southern California, which if you ask, you know, most people in US is like, you know, the USSR in the 1950s, according to the way they think it is. If
0: they'd only just come visit.
1: And I think I've seen maybe three cases of genuine batshit crazy social justice warrior kind of stuff, right? So does it mean it doesn't exist? No, it exists. But it's so rare and minute that it's not a big deal. Now, what happens next? We do a story about it. Whoa, can you believe that those crazy people believe this? oh, people clicked and uh, they were outraged, so let's do another story, and then another, and then another, and then another. Now, what happens? By shining the spotlight on that issue, you start making it become a self-fulfilling prophecy because now you have a whole set of people who's outraged against these guys who are, you know, six of them in their basement somewhere. Yep. And because there's this constant debate and attention now people on the other side who disagree with guys from side A they will start thinking if guys from side A hates this maybe there's something worth defending here maybe we should and suddenly now they espouse a rhetoric they would have they would have never gone there if it wasn't for all this attention and all of that so now you are creating the very thing that you're, you know, we have this problem the crazy social justice warriors is like, yeah, there's five of them and they are not really that important but you keep talking about it and now there you you are building up those ranks you're, you're making building the battle the cry backlash. For yeah and before you know it now it's a real problem now it's a real issue of uh, one side versus the other on some stuff that basically barely existed and again by barely existed i don't mean to minimize like it's not an issue at all but it's the difference between saying uh, oh look there's uh, we got a bunch of ants in the garden to we need to Bomb the house because the house is overrun. It's like no, you have a few ants in the garden. That's different from the house is overrun and you need to burn it all down. Those are two different kind of stories. And and unfortunately, that's the stuff. I mean, you got to watch it. It's I on my list to stuff to see the documentary, the social dilemma. Based on what I've seen, it seems to nail the way these dynamics work. Yeah,
0: it's those algorithms are designed to. There's a French guy who's in that in the New York Times, the failing New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, did a nice podcast series as well. And they followed these kids back to like 10 years ago. Yep. They allowed them to look at their histories, which was pretty amazing. And what starts out is like, you know, like we said, watching Joe Rogan. Isn't that interesting? The algorithm was like, oh, you like that Jordan Peterson episode. You watch that one twice. These things, they track everything you do, every second you're on, how long you hang out on a page, how long your cursor stays over a picture, and oh, apparently redheads are popular. I mean, they track it all, keep it all, and before you know it, they're feeding you exactly what it thinks will make you click a like. Yep. That's all they care about. Yep. They don't care about what it is. They just want those reactions because there's a great line in it, if you're not paying for the product... You are the product. Yep. And that's what they have. And they're making trillions of dollars off of this shit and there's no controlling it. But these um these kids would kind of get down that rabbit hole and once you get digging deep and then you get fired up and then there's somebody Hey, let me I see you like these and now you got some friends, and if you're a lonely fella and it doesn't got nothing going on, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Oh yeah. And I don't see any way to untwine it. Between the misery of teenage no. girls and the rage of teenage boys which if they would just go hang out with each other, the problem it would help. probably would be solved. Right. Yeah, it's... It's too much for us. We weren't designed to handle this. You know, This you is a brain that's 300,000 years in this design, yeah. and to unleash this AI on us...
1: Yeah, because the reality is, I don't think... of these people going through this are aware of what's going on with them? No. Or how they have completely changed in the span of a few months and how basically they now are, they need their anger shot in vain on a daily basis because they thrive on rage in a way that they didn't
0: a few months ago. Look, we both have our phones right here next to us. And the fact that I don't know how long have these things been on. It's like seven, eight years, mm-hmm. but I can't even imagine a time where I'd a want a phone near me, especially sure. in the bed. Right. You know that's we'll worry about that tomorrow. They have changed us subtly. Yep. But this whole kind of nudge in this direction, uh, many of the guys on 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 the film were like, you know, we're only you're only changing you by two percent. Right. But that two percent where you got to have some likes today, just like you said. You've got to see, you know, be up to date. What if I miss the news? Yep. Who the hell? You, you remember when Walter Cronkite would come on and that would be it for the news. You'd get your little dose of, and nobody would think about it. And now, yep. all day, every day.
1: And the funny thing now is that whereas the first time it happened, I was completely shocked and couldn't figure out what was happening now that I've seen it happen more than once, and I've seen the same pattern with different people happening, now I can spot it where somebody was showing the first signs of going there, I'm like, it's like watching somebody who just got bit by a zombie, right? It's like, they don't look that different, they just have a bite mark, yeah. but you know that in a few hours it's not going to look good. And in this case, it's more like a few months, but there are people that today, I, I still think they are reasonable human beings, but I already see the first steps and I've never seen anybody turn back from taking those steps. And I already can bet anything, like without even a doubt that there's a possibility of mistakes that if I look at their stuff a few months from now, it's going to be nothing but rage and those guys out there, we need to kill them all kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I had the antidote. I wish I knew how to tackle it. And and here is another one. So check that out. We mentioned this in the past a little, but I think I understood it better and I have a better sense on... You know, when I was telling you how now, despite my love for martial arts, jiu-jitsu, well, that community looks batshit crazy Put some... Very sweet, and you know, there are plenty of exceptions, but again, now we're talking exception, it can be a solid minority. The Cobra than, Kais
0: are taking over,
1: yeah. And uh, and I was talking with somebody in Italy, and I was saying, you know, there's actually a weird pathway from uh, martial arts, alternative health, yoga, more happy, new agey thing kind of stuff into the deepest. Nastiest political, we need the strong man, uh, we love fascism. And I'm just like, whoa. And the guy was like, are you kidding me? How does that even? Because, you know, the guy is like, likes those same things, much like I do. You know, I'm into those things. They are are cool to me. The problem then was like, wait, how do people go from point A to point B? How does that mechanism work? And so I was explaining it to him, and he's like, well, there are a couple of different factors, you know, from Starting from the understandable stuff, like, okay, we know that, I don't know, look at the alternative health crowd. Traditional Western medicine have some serious blind spots. Yep. Marguerite. There are issues there. Uh, The pharmaceutical industry can be really shady. Yep. We are on board there, too. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that that's the case. So that means then the pharmaceutical industry probably pushes their money around to get something that are bad for the people, but good for them. Of course. Yep, we're still on good. So that means uh, Bill Gates is trying to macrochip us all and, you know, run the global cabal with satanist pedophiles. And he's like, okay, let's backtrack a few steps here. He's like, we were good on step one, on step two, on step three. Now you took it just a tad too far. And so there's that happening, that that aspect of it, where, you know, you have several things that make sense and then you take it into a real unhealthy direction where, yep. you know, just because there's a real conspiracy in this
0: one case doesn't mean that everything is a conspiracy type of stuff. Well, and look at the, look at the traction all that's got. I think there's five million QAnons. Yeah. Or,
1: I mean, six, like, the earth is flat. He's like, what the fuck? Are, how is that even? I think you could make up any batshit crazy conspiracy right now. And if you go Google it, you'll find it. And it
0: probably exists already. Oh, I'd like to start one right now. If you send Rich $12, yeah, the sun will come up tomorrow.
1: I think that's a good one. So. if uh, The only reason why it has happened is because people have been sending him $12. Yeah. And, however, some of those people are dying or the numbers are dropping, so the sun may not come out tomorrow unless you The virus has affected
0: it, for sure. So.
1: so you need to step up. Okay, I like that one.
0: Do you think, because talking about the insane and the microchip, and yeah, how much does this fucking pandemic just uh, I mean, multiply it by 500? For sure, for sure, because
1: people have their... We're stronger uh, than... Safety the, mechanism yes. gone. Their life is uncertain, everything. So psychologically, is a goddamn
0: mess. It's you know? madness, There's, though. I mean, you were saying earlier, you know, put a mask on, folks. Yeah, it's but I mean, totally. But I, I understand, but you know. Now folks, that's the anti-thing. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm showing... Uh... Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. I guess to add an element to that aspect of the... Um, Health, wellness, martial arts, yoga, all of that stuff. A lot of that is related to the self help industry. And one of the things of the self help industry is this idea that if you just do the right things, you're going to be okay. If you eat the right food, if you meditate 20 minutes a day, if you do this, that, and the other, you can keep at bay those things they are scared of. You can keep disease at bay. You can keep uh, suicide at bay. You can keep all of it. And don't get me wrong, there's something very legitimate about that. You know, taking the right steps for your mental health, for your physical health. Hell yeah, of course. Sure, beats taking the wrong steps, you know.
0: But you can always end up being Jim Fix, the guy who wrote the big running book in the 80s, was as healthy as he could be. And I think his heart blew apart at 48.
1: That's, so there are two sides to that story, right? Because that is as legitimate as it gets. It's like, do those things that help you empower yourself. Yep. Sure, why not? That's 100% legitimate. It's like stressing personal responsibility. It's a good thing. People should be responsible for their actions. Fact. Yep. But here is how you can take a very good idea and make it go down a really ugly path. And by the time you come out from the other side, a very good idea is nasty and it has very negative effects. So let's look at how that works. Both with the personal responsibility and with, uh, you know, if you just do all the good things, then everything is going to be okay. A lot of it stems from fear, right? It's that fear that... You know, you see somebody homeless on the street and for a second your mind goes, what if he was me? And you keep it at bay by saying no, because I'm not a dumbass and I make good financial decisions and I do this and that. Or you hear the person catching some nasty disease and you're like, ah, it's because they ate poorly all their life. And so you're not gloating, but you're like, eh, they kind of reap what they deserve, you know? And it couldn't happen
0: to me anyway.
1: Yeah. And then, and so you build this thing. What it does is it lessens your fear for sure. That's nice. But it also does two things that are terrible to you. The first is that you become delusional because you start thinking that it can't happen because I'm doing the right stuff, it can't happen to me. And it's like, I hate to inform you, man, but you're just improving your odds. You're not <laughs> buying an insurance policy that will... Did
0: you just arrive here? Have you not seen how it yeah. works? Yeah, it's like bad <laughs> shit
1: happen to people who do the right thing yeah. all the time. All the time. Um, again, it's a, you have a much better set of cards that you're playing than somebody who make all the wrong choices... But that doesn't guarantee that you're going to win the game, that there's that. So one is that delusion. And I think people realize it, and so they want to go even harder than their logic would suggest in that direction, because uh, they don't want to feel that fear. They don't want to think that it could be them. And because they don't want to think it could be them, then their empathy goes to shit. It becomes, uh, you know, rather than in the face of suffering, having some empathy for people who are going through hard things, whether it's because of their own doing or not. Yeah. Again, people, especially people who are not, but even people who are, it's like, okay, so this poor bastard made some bad choices. Does that mean that you think, oh, well. Better them than me. Yeah. It's like, you can still agree that, yeah, they made better choices. We may not be there. And at the same time, have some compassion and kindness toward them. They are not an alternative one to the other. And instead it becomes often these, uh, they reap what they sow. It's, uh, they got what they deserve. And it's like, so you took an idea that was great. That was about self-empowerment, gaining the tools to create a better life for yourself And you turn it into a delusional, mean approach to life where everybody else who's, uh, you know, you have this all than thou kind of thing where it's like, I am good because I made all the good choices and those peons down there, they deserve their suffering because they were not as smart as me. And they're like, man, it's uh, how to take a great premise and turn it to shit, you know? And unfortunately, I've seen that crowd, the crowd that I like, that are into the same things that I enjoy. Martial arts, yoga, you know, all oh, we can go down the list of 10,000 things that are great, that we talk about all the time. And yet, people who have taken that in a really unhealthy direction. And it's just like, man... I mean, it's like in the martial art example, I can't even, I got several messages lately from people or like, you know, I've made it this far. I've been in it for so many years. I had to switch gyms because it was becoming like a high littler kind of environment. And the other one was like, man, I'm a really high up in this martial art organization, but don't worry, I'm not crazy like all of them. I'm just, you know, all of these and the other where they have to justify because they realize that there's something unhealthy. I mean, I got some guy... Uh, <laughs>
0: They'll be the ones taken out as a spy sometime soon. Yeah. Seriously.
1: He's yeah. like, you're not one of us. The, I got some guy from... Uh, you know, it may even be an Onnit-related gym. I'm not sure. I don't think it has anything to do with Onnit specifically. But yeah, in any case, this was from Austin. Some dude who just started spamming the fuck out of my inbox, sending me messages after message after I told him that we're done. We're not going to see things the same way. Can we just let it go? couldn't let it go, Send me like three million messages about why I'm an evil bastard who doesn't accept Trump as a lord and savior and how I don't recognize that pedophile Satanist rule the world and all of that and I was like Jesus Christ man, it's like believe what you want to believe but just try to be a decent human being around others, you know it would be nice if you keep this for your own private fantasies and deal with it that way rather than having to impose it on everyone else And, you know, years ago, I would have never thought that was a possibility or it would be like the one crazy guy. And now there are entire gyms that are built on this where the consensus is. uh, and so, So many people that I've spent countless hours on the mats with, I just can't associate with anymore. And it's not like I can't associate because they have different ideas from me. I don't mind that part. I can associate with people who have different ideas. That does not bother me. I cannot associate because just the degree of anger and nastiness and flat-out meanness that has come out is not something I want as part of my life. You know, it's not something that i mean. And I don't feel, again, if I felt where I have this great strength, where I have the key to, you know, I have the zombie vaccine, where I can help them out, I would, gladly. But I don't feel I have. So I don't have the power to help them in any way, shape, or form. And all it does is bring in shit into my life. So
0: I have to cut my losses. And there's no way to help them. Once you're a true believer, yeah, you're I mean, not going to be, you know, and a lot of them are tied to religion too, which makes it even worse because there's no convincing you else otherwise. Yeah, I would
1: love to think that there is. And I think there are cases where it happens, but I'm not.
0: What would you think the percentages are? Like uh, low. 7%? Low, you know, like low. 12? For sure. Yeah.
1: And the amount of And ener- would you trust them afterwards? Well, and that's the thing. The amount of energy that it requires to... Because it happens, right? I can get into a conversation with somebody and we spend hours on it and you can see the anger deflate and you can see them sometimes becoming more mellow and you're like, okay, so we are good, right? You're seeing the is slightly rosier glasses there and it's like...
0: And then five days later?
1: Same as they were before. And so you're like, I just wasted my time. I don't have that kind of time and energy to dedicate to one person to achieve no result, let alone and what's one person gonna do? You know, that's not where So yeah, there's a scenario where thinking about hanging out with by like-minded people, I don't mean again people who have your same ideas, but people who are committed to Emphasizing kindness to one another, yeah, being decent to one another, regardless of how what you think, that would be step one. And you know, let's talk about puppies. Let's talk about growing good food. On the when's your podcast coming up? On uh, early spring. So early spring, guys, you have the title already. strawbell Nation.
0: strawbell
1: Nation is gonna be a gardening podcast that Rich is going to start teaching folks how to maximize whatever space they have to grow good food, herbs and things like that, which yep. is a very sweet concept. You know, let's help each m- other. Yeah, cuz when we talk about those things, even people that I feel are scary can be brought back to a level where it's easy to interact. You know, you like good tomatoes, I do too. Let's talk about let's figure out how to grow good tomatoes. Let's yep. the, Right now it's it's hard because there are some people for which that's not an option. It's like, yes, yo, you like good tomatoes too. Ah, great, let's talk about it. And by the way, I think we should murder all those bastards who are creating these problems, who are the evil ones. And it's like, okay, well, can we go back to the tomatoes? It's-
0: See, and that's the terrifying thing. I mean, even though it wasn't truly what was in the dark underbelly of America in the 70s and the 80s, uh-huh. there at least was like, Maybe it was because we had the Russians to be against or something sure. like that, there was a shared enemy, but it never felt like this.
1: no, this is
0: weird this is it is really weird. It's
1: a time in history where it's bizarre.
0: There's gonna be a big pin in this moment, isn't there yeah,
1: and seeing that shift again the when when our former sponsor, when Chris O'Dell had this 180 on his worldview, on his attitude toward life, on everything, I was honestly shocked. I spent so much time going like, how can this happen? And now that I've seen it happen a dozen times since, pretty much the same dynamics from starting point to end point, starting from a very open-minded, mellow, sweet place and ending up in this really dark, angry place, now I realize it's not one person. It's not a person. It's it's a phenomenon that's happening on a large scale. And I really think that... Uh, yeah, you guys, check out. Uh, I'm really curious what people think. Check out. I'm going to watch it too, probably today or tomorrow, the Social Dilemma, the documentary. I'm hearing a lot about it, and it seems to explain a lot I, I about put, the current situation. I would situation. put one
0: caveat in there because it does have sort of a... The information's great, but they do sort of like abc after school special reenactments and oh tanya's mad because she didn't get her phone and all. oh so so there is a there is an element of that in there it's oh like, jesus oh lord yeah but the information is so good in the people that are saying you know the folks that invented the shit are saying like it's terrible for you and you need to get rid of it so
1: great info but put together in a kind of crappy documentary
0: yeah they kind of they kind of messed it up a little bit yeah. but the information's fantastic okay and i'll see if i find it I might have it right here. That New York Times um, short web series was amazing. And I will look and see what it is right now because I have it on my list here. It was called The Rabbit Hole. Okay. So, Stitcher and anything like that, Rabbit Hole, New York Times. It's great. And it does follow these kids from the beginning and then, like, the phenomenon. Um, Pootie Pie took that man seven years to get 85 million viewers. Yeah. The biggest girl on TikTok right now did it in nine months, Wow. and she got a hundred million. Mm-hmm. And it's just these insane numbers. Yeah. So the information was great. Uh, I, I took a lot from it, and it is it is pretty terrifying. It's weird because when you think about it, you could use this stuff for
1: good so purposes. Much good. You know, even if it's not good in a change the world in, like, like uh, speaking of former guest Sam Yang, mm-hmm. who was on. He has his kid is adorable, right? I don't know if you saw pictures oh, yeah. of his kid. He's like hilarious. He's like the most musical kid ever. He's this tiny baby with a giant head. And so he's always dancing with his big head moving side to side. And he's just so funny and adorable. And you know, like old babies, their their heads is way bigger than their bodies. So when you see them dancing is hilarious because they are so top heavy that they look and he's Man, he loves his music, right? And this, so he started just for fun a TikTok account for his kid. He got like 80,000 followers because, because honestly, every time I see one of the things, I smile, you know, every day. He has a video and it's hilarious and it makes me smile. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. I like that. That's great.
0: Well, I say, even before you watch the social destruction movie, watch My Octopus Teacher, the greatest hour and 14 minutes I've had since April Mm -hmm. it's just a delight and the gentleman who's kind of the star of it is literally the anti-trump like if it's the polar opposite right he cares about the world he wants to he uh he was doing documentaries I think he was a cameraman and they spent some time in some part of Africa where these old trackers from way back they've been doing it the same way for 20,000 years he got to follow along with them and these tiny little signs they would pick up and they'd track an animal for three days. But by God, at the end of those three days, right there it was. Yeah, And um, he kind of got depressed with doing what he was doing. And out behind his house in some really gnarly giant waves is a kelp forest in 58 degree water. Then he decided, I wonder if I can do these tracking skills underwater. And it starts there. And it's a complete delight. Sweet. Can't wait to check it out.
1: I have two documentaries to watch now. Yeah. That sounds one to like make excellent. you feel better than
0: the other. I like it. <laughs> I like it.
1: Be kind to one another. Kindness is rarely really a bad answer.
0: Um, just what went wrong, man? I just, like I was saying, like, this sort of notion in the 70s into the 80s, it must have had a lot to do with Vietnam was over mm-hmm. and the counterculture felt like they kind of won and fuck Nixon and Jimmy Carter was president and it just seemed hopeful. For a moment, yeah, the war, it wasn't a war. I mean, that whole sort of chunk, 74 to 92 is the longest we ever went. Yeah. Not that we weren't patrolling the world, but at least it wasn't drafting kids up to be ground into pieces and who knows where we're headed at this point. And we're going to do it to ourselves again?
1: Yeah, that seems a case of self-inflicted misery where it really doesn't have to be because when you look at the technology we have, we use some of the material conditions that we have. This could be a good word. This could be a very good setup. This could be something where if we figure out a few things to make it sustainable and not fuck up the earth in the process, this could be a very good word. But through a series of uh, short-sighted, angry, basic, you know downfalls of human psychology yeah we seem to not be doing as a society a phenomenal job in that regard so it's uh it
0: just doesn't make any sense are you on team human or are you not you're either on team yeah. dollar sign or you're on team human and yeah. team dollar sign don't give a fuck about anybody
1: yeah i mean there's that but the, the thing that i like the best is when uh you know, was it Oscar Wilde, that famous uh, quote about, uh, you know, in U.S., poor people don't think they are poor. They think they are temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Yeah. It's like there's this kind of bootlicking attitude of, uh, and, and it goes again with the self-help thing we we're saying. It's like one day I'm going to be there too. Mm-hmm. So who cares if the conditions of society are such that the people at the top got to screw over everyone else. We should keep it that way because I'm going to be one of
0: them soon enough. And it's it's um, just so terrible, man. Why Why not give everybody a minimum decent existence? And it, let's see what would blossom out of that. Even
1: because as we're seeing right now, people don't starve in peace. People don't lose their job and stay sane and peaceful and mind their business. So you don't have your happy island somewhere while everybody else starve. It doesn't work that way. Nope. Uh, when a society goes to hell, it brings everybody down with it.
0: When they burn all the crops, there's nothing for anybody. I don't care how many cans of peaches you got.
1: So find something good for today. Hug your kids. Yes, go be nice to somebody. And uh, it's far from over. It's not a gloom and doom. Everything is going to be terrible. It's not. There's stuff to be mindful of. Yes, big time. There are pitfalls to try to avoid. Start with, if you see... Especially if you use social media as a way easy way to track it. If you see that your interactions are leaning progressively more and more toward the anger side of things, take a deep breath, step back, figure out how to change that. Because that's usually the beginning of a slide towards something very unhealthy. And uh, on that note, we can wish the good folks a very good day. Good day.
0: Special extra piece of awesomeness. So we have Jake Allen, who's put together the Socially Distant Fest, which is quite awesome. I was watching a couple acts last night. Three for Silver, that was some nutty madness that I just loved. It kind of reminded me, do you remember the band Morphine from back in the day? Uh, yes, it just yes. just kind of had that sort of vibe of the weirdness of the kind of arrangement of the instruments. And, man, they played for an hour and a half.
2: Oh, man, I'm so glad you caught them. They are awesome so awesome i love those guys so much and it's really weird i feel like every time they go on i'm actually moderating the group so i get to see it and it just makes my day and last night was their final performance as a group for the next few months so i was really really glad that i caught that and i'm really glad that you caught that rich they are so good
0: i watched the westerners too and uh, did. I did not expect funky disco out of those boys at oh all. God, and yeah. man, was it great. So I'm already, I'm getting ahead of myself. Please describe what this is, what you have going here. Cause it is fantastic. And being a, a Nashville person for 15 years, I know how desperate the situation is for, for musicians. And um, just to give them exposure, is it more about being able to get kind of record sales and band camp sales for them or cause the exposure doesn't do you that much good right now. Because uh, um, where are you going to go see anybody? Yeah,
1: yeah, let's, I guess, yeah, let's jump with the basics. What are you doing? What is the Facebook group? I mean, especially in this episode, we're going to be chatting a lot about problems with social media. Here you are doing something that's actually really cool with social media. So let's tell the good folks what you're doing.
2: Sure. So we started it, um, my wife and I work for the same restaurant group, and we got furloughed back in the middle of March. And so just on a one-off, I went live on my Facebook page and played a song just for friends. And we were talking after I got done with my, with my song. And we we're like, you know what? The next week we should get together and we'll just put on a virtual concert for each other's families. We're all going to be home. Let's just entertain ourselves. I want to see what you're up to. Y'all can see what I've been up to. And we're like, okay, so cool. We'll just do a one little thing, a couple of hours. And we made a flyer for it. And within a day, we had a thousand members. Within two days, it was like five thousand members. Uh, right at the same time, South by Southwest closed down too, and so we started getting submissions from all these bands that were supposed to be playing South by Southwest. They were like, "Well, we want to play in your in your festival." So it went from being just a like a two hour one-off thing on a Sunday to we're, okay, we're putting together a whole festival in a week for, for a whole day. And while we were in the planning process of getting that together, we started to see some things happen. You know, I, I realized really quickly that there was a big need for people to perform out there. I, I've been a musician my whole life and and worked in the service industry uh, for as long as I've been a musician as well. And most of the other musicians I know also, when they're not playing music, are in the service industry, and so everybody was out of work and and had no place to play. Musicians so in decided, the service okay, industry. I've never, never heard group. that combo before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we we realized that we had a chance to to provide everybody a platform to come play their music and then they could put out their virtual tip jars, you know, Venmo or PayPal or whatever. And since we were all going to be stuck at home anyway, people could just watch people from home and, and tip them. And if they had the means and we had no idea that it was going to blow up as much as it did by the end of the first week, we had, uh, to quote the warriors, we had 20,000 hardcore members, um, and it blew our minds, man. We were we were just up for day and night for a week, freaking out about how fast this group was growing. And it's, it's just been really, really amazing uh, watching this thing take off and watching what it's done for people. We get emails and messages all the time saying, you know, if it wasn't for this group, I wouldn't have an income right now or... If it wasn't for this group, I've, I've been in some really desperate places for a little while now, and this group has, has pulled me back from the brink. Um, so I feel like it's been kind of a godsend for a lot of people. And we're not trying to do it for, we're not trying to just give bands exposure. Yes, we want them to get exposure, but we want, we want them to have a place where, you know, it's just a, basically like a virtual open mic or even like a, a busking site, if you will, Um, so they can just throw their hat out there and people can toss toss a coin to their witcher, you know?
0: Belilio is saying he would heard something about Facebook maybe blocking music content. Have you heard anything about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, they... Everybody freaked out about three weeks ago because they caught wind of these new guidelines, and uh, Facebook assured us that their guidelines aren't new. They're the same ones that they've had in place since 2018. But Really, the only thing that it's going to affect is the DJs, people who are playing other people's music the way that it was written right off the CD. Um, And we've definitely seen some negative uh, reactions when it comes to DJs, which really sucks because we have a lot of DJs that play our site, too. And we love our, our DJs a lot. So we're really bummed out that it's impacting them. I don't In know the way man that it is. I paid
0: good money to go see Flying Lotus thinking I was going to see Thundercat and I'm still pissed off about that. The man pressed a button and wiggled his ass for 91 minutes. And 16,000 people at the Hollywood Bowl didn't seem to mind, just me.
2: Just you. <laughs> So get, that, yeah,
0: get an instrument out goddamn play something.
1: So that's <laughs> the that's the only change is like crackdown on uh, playing the music exactly as is but you know if you're doing a cover or if you're doing your own music you're good to go. So that shouldn't right, exactly. affect that aspect we've
2: seen of. no adverse effects for anybody doing cover songs okay. or anybody playing their own original content. Nothing like that. Good. Um, that's all still good to go. Nice. So, yeah, it's just, just DJs and also uh, karaoke singers are also being impacted by that as well. Of course. We don't have a whole lot of those in our group, though.
1: Wait, explain a little. Why karaoke? Because they are not doing the music exactly as it was done. You know, they are doing the interpretation.
0: I think that's think a an, performance right charge that you get for the songwriter that's probably not being paid. I,
2: I think that's what it is also. I'm really not too sure. Like I said, we don't have a lot of karaoke singers in our group. Right. Um, there are some karaoke groups out there that are really huge. Um, so I don't know how they're navigating this. We have maybe four or five people right. that come on and do karaoke. And I think... The majority of them are from the Philippines, actually, weirdly enough. (laughs)
0: Gotcha. I don't know, man. I might have to drop my Johnny Cash slash Squirrel Nut Zipper combo that usually slays the room.
2: In, i uh, mean that sounds Turkey. amazing oh, yeah. <laughs> i you, haven't did, heard it but i want to <laughs>
1: speaking of the philippines did you ever hear i want to say it was the band journey journey yeah Yeah, where uh they needed a new lead singer and they found him on youtube a guy from the philippines who sang like a god and was yes. perfect for
0: and he looks just he that's doesn't a crazy, look quite like steve Barry, no not but, quite uh, he but he sounds like him. yeah
1: and that was yep. a trippy story right there
2: I mean, I, maybe that's what all these all these people are hoping for—is they'll get picked up for the next uh, hair band right. from the '80s that needs a new lead singer.
0: Yeah, I was in Nashville working in the music business when Napster destroyed everything, and it went from we were we were getting ready to do a music video for some guy named Blake Shelton, and I don't uh, yeah. I don't know whatever happened to him, but that was going to be our first yeah. big video. We've been doing shitty ones for like C and D level artists, but this was going to be the one, and. Within three months, the labels would not spend a nickel on marketing ever again. And it just, all of us who are ancillary from covering every goddamn number one party to, you know, record release parties and all the fun stuff like videos and stuff too, it was over. And then the internet has kind of come around where people can get, I mean, SoundCloud seems to be doing a lot of great things for people. And I think what you're doing is going to be right in that vein, especially when folks need it the most. Or is this just really more for so. or is this just more for just people to have a nice time and be able to listen to some music that's live because I went to one of those in car concerts that was in the parking lot at the fairgrounds here, and it was great because not only was the wind blowing at thirty miles an hour in this rickety ass stage, so the screens were wobbling there's a poor camera guy who was getting hit in the back of the head with a big fucking screen, and these musicians they look like Vegas guys it was it was two a m at the sands, and this guy was going to do all the rat packs and <laughs> it was the singer was good, but these windblown Vegas musicians. I mean, and there may have been 80 cars right at $40 a piece. I can't imagine how much money they lost because those musicians weren't going for cheap, I'm sure. And um, it was just soulless. I mean, they would finish the song. Da-da-da! And the people would, meet me 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 honk their horns to show their appreciation. Yeah, I mean. But to be inside your car, listening to it on the radio, that was another interesting thing. Because you were listening on the radio, there was no sound reinforcement for anything. So if you rolled the window down, all you heard was the drums and the horns. The guitars weren't on amps, they were just being plugged into the soundboard. And it was just this insane, it did not satisfy. And... I mean, we try to go to 10 concerts a year.
2: I think that's the thing about our group that makes it so special as opposed to going to a drive-in concert like that is you have no, there's aside from honking your horns, there's no audience interaction going on there. Right. But inside of our group, the people who, who put on the best shows are the people who interact with the audience while they're live. You know, as far as the audience goes, you can, you can comment to them. You can ask them questions while they're playing. You can, uh, do emojis and heart reacts and stuff like that, and you can tap a heart to the beat and keep the beat with the musician as they're playing. You know, so you have a little bit of interaction there going on that they that the performers can see, and then they have the ability to respond to you in kind. If they see your question, they can answer you, and they can address you by name or ask you where you are. And there's a lot of interplay between the performers and the audience. And I think that's one of the things that makes our group really special.
0: Isn't, isn't it amazing how important that is? I mean, that's once in that in car concert, when somebody did a great solo, you know, if we were outdoors, everybody would be like, woo, but wah, 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 in the middle of a song to a solo that is great, does no. not get it across. Plus there were um, people. I got pulled aside for a weapon search. Because obviously with my wife's Facebook uh, uh, antics, we're definitely gonna be on the top of the list. But um, <laughs> so we pull in we're the fairgrounds, right we get our ticket. They pull us aside. These two Gestapo fellows, in their full helmets and guns and tasers and knives and all that shit, tore my car apart and the greatest part was I've just started with this group called Food Forward where we go and pick the oranges in the backyards of rich people's houses and give them to food pa- banks which is my favorite <laughs> new thing to do but I had just joined and that morning they had given me this big tackle box that I hadn't looked inside I kind of knew what was in it but after they dug through my car oh and I also had like 40 boxes in the trunk like a perfect place where you could carve something out flat boxes and have my you know AR-15 in there Had to take all that shit out. So they get to the back seat. They're like, what's in the tackle box? And I didn't know. But what I did know, most likely it was five or six sets of clippers, a couple of knives, some black plastic, because we wrap up the leaves that fall off the trees to defend against this virus, orange virus. So it pretty much looked like a Dexter starter kit inside. Nice. So... That was a good moment. I didn't think we were going to make it. But yeah, while the concert's going, there was dudes with dogs going in between the cars. And I don't know, maybe it was just so few people that maybe that presence is at the Hollywood Bowl, but you don't ever realize it because there's, you know, 18,000 people crammed in there and they sort of mix in. But it left a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm very excited about what you have set up here. And I'm going to be listening. Now, is it just kind of a Saturday-Sunday thing? Because I don't think I looked at the flyer good enough. seems like you have things going all through the week and then have bigger weekend collections
2: yeah it's uh it's 24 7 man we have live oh, wow. performances and it's not just music also this group is for live performance of any variety be you a juggler or an actor or a comedian Whatever it is that you do, if you can do your performance and you can do it live, you are welcome in our group. That's the best news um, I've
0: ever heard. My my, my nude imper- interpretive dancing is going to get a lot. Oh,
1: That's coming gosh. up
2: next. So for <laughs> yeah, folks, we, uh, we have painters that go live and and they they paint, they show their whole process while they're painting uh, live, and then sell their paintings while they're live in the group.
1: We, we should um, do a podcast uh, on this group. Oh, that's not. We a bad should idea. record an episode on. Uh... People
0: have been begging us to do a live show for a long time. That might be actually hilarious.
1: Yeah, we should record an episode there.
0: I could do the dance first and really bring the crowd in, <laughs> and then because as like as, you, as you're hoping. At the end, the sock comes off, and I'm just going to leave it oh, there. Oh
2: yes, of course. <laughs> you put up, you put up a tip jar for that, and I will definitely tip. Yeah, no, no doubt. the
0: disappointment I mean, alone ought, like Germany, ought to ought mean, drive
2: as the as folks well. to the tip jar. Beautiful. <laughs> uh,
1: so for the folks, we, oh, for the folks who missed it first, uh, do you want to tell them again how to find the group on Facebook?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I had some notes, and most of them got decimated in the rush at work today. But uh, but the group info made it through so uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash socially distant fest then you will be in our group you just join that group then you can watch everything that's going on or if you are a performer you can go live we have moderators working around the clock that approve uh, live feeds that's all we approve is live stuff so if you try and share a pre-recorded video we're not going to let that through uh the only thing that we allow is live performances from within our group um, but we do that 24 7 um yeah and then we have uh some videos that we're curating from from our archives over on our youtube channel so youtube.com uh socially distant fest also uh you can also find us on instagram socially distant fest Uh, That's pretty much where we are as far as social media goes. We're working on getting some things over to Twitch. Because of what happened with the the Facebook regulations and DJs, Twitch is really lax about that stuff. So we're trying to get a presence over there on Twitch so we can help out our DJ friends and start putting out some original content of our own uh, over there. Just kind of experimenting with that at the moment. Not really ready to go on that. But we will be soon. But the main group is on Facebook, uh, Socially Distant Fest.
1: Cool, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much for telling us about it and giving us a window into a positive use of social media and positive use of it all rather than, uh, you know, we're just talking about the documentary The Social Dilemma and all the drama surrounding social media. So it's nice to be reminded that there are other things that can be done with that
0: yeah the 10 extra viewers you're going to get from this they're really going to spike things <laughs> yes
2: thanks so much hey man i uh i the fact that i did something that has allowed me to talk to daniele bolelli and rich evers man that's an accomplishment in its own right in my mind so i'm i'm thrilled well clap clap what clap, you've clap. Done is impressive. you need each well, man well, we do accept that thanks so much jake <laughs> we have our kids showcase that started 14 minutes ago. And normally I introduce all of the acts. And I was like, uh, my wife decided she's a painter. And uh, she's been pressured by a lot of the artists on the group, look, you're really good. You should go live. So yesterday she went live for her first time in the group and did a painting and played a song. She just started playing ukulele. She went live, did a painting and played a song. And I told her, I was like, babe, I have an interview with Danielli and Rich tomorrow. It's at 2.30. The showcase starts at 3. I'm glad you went live because you're going to have to introduce everybody tomorrow. <laughs> nice.
1: Go rescue her.
0: All right, buddy. I'm going too. Thanks so much. All right, thank cool. you
2: so much, man. I have really great, appreciate it, guys.
1: Good chatting. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: And the fucking music means one thing. That's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken Dallas podcast. Year nine on its way. It's been a long time since I met you at the Santa Monica College. I was still smoking back then. I'm surprised you even hung out with me. I was stunk. But you you don't now. I do not. That's like seven years. Life improvement. Yeah. It feels better for sure. And the ladies don't run away quite as quickly. They still run. but Yeah, but just (laughs) (laughs) the speed makes a difference. So we thank Jake Allen for joining us and uh, definitely check out. Those concerts were really cool. I just There's it, a little bit of everything. Sometimes they have like theme weekends, like hip-hop, and it was definitely like crazy, weird sort of alternative kids last night. So give it a look, man. Uh, I know the musicians really need help, and we're glad to help them out. And we want you uh, upset folks to try to relax a little bit and try to get to a nice place in this world again. Sweet, man. I dig that concept.
1: On that note, we wish everybody a wonderful day and we'll be around again for the next episode coming up in a couple of weeks.
0: Bye, guys. Look at that. Like a couple of fucking pros. Yep. Sweet. D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N and the numeral one. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Dows podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as they come out. You can keep track of Danielle at Dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. R I one R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, and the numeral one, one. We'll see you all soon. Woo! Don't want to hear this? No, you don't. In questo caso, in questo caso, le providenza di Dio. Duncan showed you the way. Eh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think?
1: Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs>
0: This was great. Fucking awesome. And I love this character.
1: I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. We've been well, having a great nice. hour here.
0: Dun, I
1: completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're, we're out. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's... So let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... uh, Uh,
0: Your accent. It just... Whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about. Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah,
1: that one. (laughs) Exactly. Just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, most everybody thought... (coughs) Sorry. We'll (coughs) We'll do a cut on there.
0: Or not. That was something else.
1: (laughs) No, that's maybe too powerful. (laughs) What do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you.
0: Get back to work. Funky. Podcasting. It's like radio, but you can cuss. Why?